So I've had mic packs rammed where mic packs don't need to be rammed. And it's fine because they stay with art apart from once where they didn't. And oh. it just looked like I was very slowly giving birth in, so an in my tights. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, it wasn't yeah. good. The goal isn't to live forever. The goal is to create something that will. Hey guys, you're listening to Perspective, a podcast for wedding creatives where we sit down together, often with a special guest, and talk about our many years of experience in the wedding industry. Today, we're talking to Claire Digence, aka Claire the Humanist. Just in case you didn't get it from her alias, Claire is in fact a humanist celebrant. We talked to Claire about humanism, the hows, the whys, the wheres, but also how to shoot a great ceremony. Specifically, we're talking about a humanist ceremony, but in general, the terms of our conversation can be applied to all ceremonies all across the board. We get into some really great topics of conversation, some great horror stories, and really great nuggets of advice. So definitely keep listening. But first, what are we drinking? Oh, God, it's quite early. (laughs) (laughs) Usually it's just coffee, but we don't have any new coffee, so... Because you are a humanist and you mm-hmm. do ceremonies, we thought we'd draw your attention to this little pink bowl here. And this is our quick. <laughs> God. So, uh, it looks suspiciously like one of those little things you get in a kid's baby set. I think it might like be a from toy baby so set. Yeah. We didn't actually have a quake in the office, uh, so I stole this from my daughter's playset. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah so. that looks. Yeah, and we your well, daughters, please. What we do yeah. have is a Jura. Uh, I don't know how to pronounce that. Sixteen-year-old. How, how would you say that, Greg? Which, <laughs> which Duach. Consequently, we were gifted. No, Neil was gifted All this. Right. Our mutual friend. <laughs> Our mutual friend Neil Th- Thomas Douglas was gifted this. By uh, Victoria and Chris. Oh, our other mutual friends. Our other mutual friends. Um, I don't know if they know if we have this. Oh, do well, they, they know? Do know. But, um, yeah, they will once they hear this. <laughs> they will. So, guys, um, Neil doesn't actually like that. It doesn't generally drink whiskey. <laughs> so, we it's do. Like yeah. So, thank you very much. You're thing. actually going to put me on the spot with a quick ceremony <laughs> yeah. on a Monday morning. I <laughs> have <laughs> <laughs> <Anyway>, a pink bowl. <laughs> God, do I have to go Definitely. through the whole thing of a quick as an ancient Scottish ceremony? You don't really. Because there's not even two handles on that. It's an actual it's, baby. Well, it's bowl. just one handle all the way around. Well, that Look ruins that. the ceremony, yeah, it's doesn't meant it? To be two handles. Yeah, that's the whole point. You can see both stab hands. Someone. Yes. Well, yeah. You've been well, to weddings. You can. <laughs> I pay attention. Okay, you can hold this with one hand, but I. I shall go first if you want to say where this comes from for people who don't know who aren't in Scotland. All right, okay. So a quake is indeed an ancient Celtic ceremony which was originally designed to symbolise trust between two people. When they first met, they would hold on to the two non-existent handles and then that way they couldn't have a dagger in their hands at the same time. However, that doesn't quite do away with the idea it could be poisoned because that doesn't need any hands. And I've never really reconciled that. That is a very good point. Is is it not a case of both parties drink from it? Yes, but if you go first, then you die, wouldn't you? So you just go, you're my guest, here, you have it. Wait, (coughs) did that not happen in Outlander? (gasps) The factual Scottish program. Spoiler alert, (laughs) jeez. 
Thanks for that, though. That was delicious. Mm. <laughs> for you audio listeners who, well, you're all audio listeners. Uh, Claire didn't have any because she's driving. She's mm. very responsible. But we are actually drinking coffee, just not a new one from last yeah. week. What is the coffee it's that you're drinking today? Another good cartel blend. Mm-hmm. So it's a Glasgow roaster. <gasps> right here. You're Glasgow roasters, you know. Uh, so where were you shooting no you weren't shooting Mm -hmm. where were you working this weekend if you had a Mm, wedding right okay so I had two weddings at the weekend one on Friday at Ingleston in the country club in the Salerno suite which is very shiny Mm. yes that's the equestrian centre yes and they've got little tiny horses (laughs) can you ride ride them uh, well I don't know if they weren't looking they're not the horses (laughs) but everyone else (laughs) Um, there's a really weird curtain in Ingolston that when it just looks like a wall with a curtain and you look behind it and there's like a horse yeah what you the, look yeah. down on say the, a horse rink that's not right rink, uh, that would imagine they were skating uh, everybody or something. knows what you mean by that though yeah. <laughs> yeah. horse rink yeah an indoor yeah, field no. with indoor field uh, uh, no it's just a like field a dressage ring is that yeah. it or a show jumping ring I I'm not up with my horsey God, terms. God, folk are like that. We don't care. Um, <laughs> yeah, so Ingleston was lovely. Darcy and Daniel got married and they came up from Warrington to get married. But it was nice because also folk from Englandshire do not have the same references to humanist weddings as we do. And you see them come in and go, God, it's going to be so boring. Mm. And then they twig pretty early on that this is not yeah. what they thought it was going to be. And mm. they really enjoy it. They love it. Yeah. So, so is, is humanism being accepted down there now no not yet no No, you can there are only 11 countries in the world you can have a legal humanist wedding um really yeah i know only 11 only 11 we are one of them um england is not one yeah um and then on saturday well then it got really exciting i'm not saying darcy and daniel's wedding wasn't really exciting it was lovely then we jumped on a ferry on friday night and do you remember the weather on friday was a little bit uppy downy it was really rough yeah Yeah. so i headed to aaron with my lovely family and we went to stay in aaron so i could do a wedding in Kildonan on saturday Mm. for fiona and chris and their wedding Mm. was a total riot the hotel's right by the water and the idea had been to be outside but it was so wet that we couldn't be outside but we could see the seals and we could see the otters mm-hmm. that were ottering. <laughs> I don't know what the word is. Playing. Yeah, they were yeah. playing on rocks. Yeah. Oh, it was so cool. And the wedding was just lovely. They were just really funny and lively. And all these people have come on this massive adventure yeah. to Aaron. And yeah. some of them have been on the most awful ferry crossing of their life <laughs> and were a bit kind of green. But they were all staying for the weekend. Fab. Their friends, Raymond and Catherine, sang a song that I'd never heard in my life before. Mm-hmm. But it contained the line, I will crash through fences for you. And it floored me. Absolutely floored me. And I was howling and everyone else was howling and it was just lovely. Yeah. yeah. And on top of that, Chris cried from the beginning of the wedding right to the end. Wow. Didn't stop. Just sobbed the whole way through. He's going to love those photographs. Oh, he's like, probably. <laughs> <He's> g- <laughs> oh, it's a shame. We shot in the borders. Oh, yeah. Where were weekend. you this weekend? Oh, yeah. yeah. Thanks for asking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We we were down in the borders in a place, well, it was spread out over a few different towns. It was called Duns, was the mm-hmm. sort of bigger town where it was mainly set. Mm-hmm. And by bigger, you mean it's still very small. Yeah. A but, village. Uh, yeah. It was a mm. couple over from Boston. Boston, Massachusetts. Yeah. Is that exactly how they speak? Like an American robot? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry to listen to this. Yeah. That was awful. It was a... Church of Scotland wedding, I think. It was. Uh, 
in the church or yeah, yeah. in the church mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. small village church with the two aisles down the <gasps> side sort of thing mm. is that Which less is challenging or more challenging more challenging mm-hmm. yeah well we were told that it was going to be a challenge to begin with because videographers and photographers aren't liked but to be honest, we had no, we had no trouble. But they met you yeah. before. <laughs> <laughs> I think you mean with the minister, reverend. Guy. I mean, yes, I mean like the general rules yeah. of the church. Okay, and like is a, that a common problem? They can be quite strict. Yes, I think the so, rules, the general rules of church are strict. They're written to be strict, but it kind of depends on person to person whether they like you or not. Oh, I found it very stressful at the beginning of the day. Obviously, I told you during the break there that we started at 9 o'clock, mm-hmm. 9.30, 9 o'clock in the morning, which is ridiculously early. But there was supposed to be this time where we weren't kind of doing anything. Um, obviously, an American couple, so they were doing mm-hmm. a first look, mm-hmm. which isn't that traditional over here. But everything got pushed back, and then they went back to the preps venue to get some more photographs. And when I then looked at the clock, I was like, oh my goodness, it's half an hour to the ceremony and we need to drive there and set up. And that, which is crazy. Mm -hmm. So if there was a tactic for talking to priests and any uh, church clergy, is that the right word? Clergy? Clergy. Clergy. (laughs) That's the one. Soft (laughs) time. Clergy writes with Largy. Clergy. Um, We didn't have any tact. We just came straight in. Down the driveway, stopped by guests coming off the bus. Ah, so I was just yeah. like sitting they there. They don't have to take you by like, surprise. Guests coming off a bus, don't no, they? They're just I like, no, there's nobody, and then there's a hundred people. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. it was mental. Yeah. So normally we try and approach a celebrant with the sort of tactics to try and be like, "Is there anything like you? Do you have any rules for mm-hmm. us or whatever?" Because sometimes with churches, you're not allowed past a certain point or quite often they almost refuse to wear a microphone for us. Oh, yeah. And it's like, but we need this to get good audio mm. to document this for the couple. Whereas they maybe think that you're questioning their ability to project their voice. Y- yeah. Yeah. It was a good wedding. It was a lovely couple, wedding. couple were lovely. Mm-hmm. The groom was quite nervous around cameras. I noticed in the morning. That's natural, isn't it? Yeah, it's quite natural. You just notice them. (laughs) So usually what we have tended to do to to reduce uh, like packaging, uh, what's that called? Prices. When you send them out. Postage. Postage, that's the one. My goodness. Uh, We give them the big box that we would usually save for the end, but we give it right at the beginning. Right. And in it there's like whiskey and and two glasses and and a book that has us on the hills looking... Sexy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and usually I give it to the bride, but because he was getting ready at his house and the bride was at a random hotel, we decided to give it to him. And he really appreciated it. Yeah. Well, isn't that lovely? Like, Yeah, it was um, good wedding on the family's, family's friend's farm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Set up a marquee. They had a old barn next to it as well. Yeah. Working with Mark Picura, who's a good friend. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it was... All in a good day. It was cool. Yeah. A little bit trippy. They had it in a marquee on a field on a hill. It was a... It so, was yeah, it wasn't fully levelled. Yeah. Like Twice. <laughs> Twice I missed my footing and landed in, in a guest. In Twice. a guest? In a guest. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I was like, oh my goodness, I'm so sorry. Yeah. But yeah. 
Oh, but, Kaylee but, in that would be amazing. Yeah, and they had a good Kaylee. Whoa. Like yeah. 45 minutes long, a good set. And it was fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I think all the Americans appreciate it. We've actually had another couple of weddings since the last time we podcasted. And both of them were Humanist Society Scotland yes. weddings. Yeah. Go on, then who was it? We had Eddie Kennedy mm-hmm. and Karen Dixon. Oh, all good guys. <laughs> You're a humanist. I am. Mm-hmm. I am. Would you like to know what that is? Yeah. Okay, so I am clearly humanist. Um, and I've been a humanist celebrant maybe since 2013. Um, when I started with Humanist Society Scotland, you started doing funerals first, which is an odd way to start a job. You do funerals and then you go and do the weddings and things. But I was a funeral director for years, so it wasn't that difficult a transition. And so I did my funerals, then I did my wedding training. And then since the first wedding I did in 2014, I think I've done, added them up yesterday. It's just over 300 weddings since wow. then. I know I'm pretty busy and I yeah. love it. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's how I ended up doing what I'm doing. It wasn't such a big leap from being a funeral director to standing on the other side of the lectern and then actually being able to be part of really exciting, joyous weddings. Oh, it's yeah. the best job ever. Mm, yeah. <laughs> it's so much fun. So, yeah, the humanist part of it, I think I've always been a humanist. I've always been a big old atheist. And if my mum's listening, she'll be like, oh, God. (laughs) Um, But I think being a humanist is being comfortable with that. Yeah. And then also realising that I'm quite privileged in this country, that I can speak freely about being non-religious. And in other countries, that's not the case. So being part of Humanist Society Scotland has been part of a much wider worldwide movement, a secular movement where we seek to improve the lives of other people that are just Mm. like me you know they just happen to live somewhere that's not quite so free and our society has been involved in so many changes locally as well Um, the equal marriage act when we were involved in the actual law changing that Mm. permitted same-sex marriages which are now obviously just marriages (laughs) yeah so so you you're part of that process I no, or just reap the benefits. I would love to say that I was right in there with the decision makers, but my friend Ross was, and he conducted the first uh, same-sex marriage, Joan Malks, at the trade halls in Glasgow, and I was there oh, with my cool. friend Phil in his Adidas tracksuit. Oh God, <laughs> yeah. yeah, he wouldn't dress up for the occasion, but it was just fabulous being part of it. Yeah, and that has had such a knock-on effect to weddings across the board. So mm-hmm. yeah, I'm very lucky. I do a great job. I work for great people. And I'm part of a really brilliant society. And obviously, I mean, we shoot a lot of humanist ceremonies. Oh, yeah. yeah, Taking over the world, man. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. In fact, I recently read a a Guardian news article about its upcoming conquering of Scotland. Yeah, so last year was the first year we did more more weddings than the... Sorry, there were more humanist weddings than the Church of Scotland, which is amazing. And that's only in what... 11 years, 12 years, something yeah. like that. It's not long yeah. at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've been doing more than the Catholic Church, I think, for a couple of years. But that just goes to show the changing attitudes in this country and mm. that people are still getting married. When I, I mean, when I was <laughs> at university, it was just not something you did because you could only get married in church, which wasn't relevant, or you could get married in the register office, which was a bit dull. And mm. then there's now this third way that seems yeah. to resonate with people. Yeah. And look at the difference 
I mean, people looked us all over the world to see how to do weddings right, and that's amazing. Yeah, yeah. I should I should say that we're obviously honoured as well to have our work being featured on the homepage. Oh yes, you, again, and you I, make I, me I look good, guys, <laughs> in my anorak <laughs> in the middle of the rain. Although I tell you something, see, doing a wedding fair and that's on in the background on nonstop on a loop. You're like, Sorry. ah, Twitch. Ah. <laughs> yeah, but no, I love it. I love that yeah, video. Yeah. The, there's some really talented people in that video. There's um, Robert Anthony, um, Gary Smith, and I know that Caroline Lambie's in there as well. But the just looking at the setup for all those weddings are just mm. all different. And yeah. They're all beautiful yeah. and oh, just fab. Yeah. I, like I think it. you actually make us look a little bit cooler than we possibly are. However, <laughs> <laughs> I'll go with that. That's fine. I'll take it. So going back to like humanism, why why do you think it resonates so well with so many people? Well, I think humanist weddings, have, they're kind of two parts. Then. First, there's the humanist values that resonate through the whole ceremony. So it's equality, it's respect. People go into these marriages on equal footing. Um, and that's really important. You know, there's a lot of love in the room in a humanist wedding. It's not just getting married. And we take a lot of pride in what we do as well. So we want it to be a good day. We want it to be fun. But I think probably more than that is that a couple are right at the heart of the ceremony. And yeah. that's mm-hmm. how it should be. There's nothing else. There's not... I don't know if you know this about Scottish weddings. But the couple choose to marry each other. And they say that in the wedding. And that's what gets them married. I'm really just there to facilitate that. So... At that moment where they say that they have accepted each other. And I go, well, that's fine. That's you married. Boom. That's it. So it's not being married by Mm. someone. Yeah. They are marrying each other. And that's just, gives me goosebumps Mm. still thinking about it. That that's, it's it's as simple as that. Mm -hmm. Like I, I love when you guys like separate them off and ask them to fill out questions separately. And then they hear them for the first time what each other has said I, I totally love that I know and it, sometimes it gets me as well I remember Victoria and Chris's theirs were quite wild <laughs> yeah in, in the rain yeah in the wild in the rain in the in the hills but do you know what's lovely about an elopement you can say things to each other you would never dream of saying in a room full of people yes. and they did didn't they yes, yes. <laughs> yeah but they're the best weddings because there's so yeah. much thought goes into yeah. them and you know that that's the most important thing is getting married mm-hmm. so that's pretty cool yeah, yeah that's when we see that it's a humanist ceremony we like you instantly know that yes this couple are like they they know what the wedding's all about it's about uh-huh. them and yeah always enjoy it more because you get to know the couple like we like to get to know our couples sort of before the wedding mm-hmm. but then even more so at the ceremony you're like ah now i know you have just that that more now that's nice that you're listening (laughs) though (laughs) i was so often i think people are just going okay she's off again Um, oh we're we're definitely listening to you going oh my god she's doing this again (laughs) tell me about tying the knot (laughs) (laughs) what is that (laughs) mystery (laughs) Mm. uh on your website, it says, we will make your wedding ceremony the very best part of your day. Yes. That's my aim. Yeah. So how can we, as filmmakers and photographers, or any kind of supplier who deals with the ceremony, I think it's kind of those two, right? Or an orchestra, maybe? 
Everyone loves an orchestra. I just mean like a little quartet or something. You know, strings, guitars, you know, that kind of thing. How can we help you create the most amazing ceremony? Well, a lot of the work is already done before you're there, to be Mm -hmm. honest, because when the couple choose a humanist ceremony, they don't go into it blindly. They know that they're going to have to do this work. They're going to have to answer questions. They're going to have to talk to me about their wedding. Now, I write their wedding for them. They give me the words and I fashion them into a story Mm -hmm. that suits my dry, sarcastic voice. (laughs) (laughs) However, (laughs) um, I know other people work differently and, and there is always scope for couples to write their own weddings, which is quite a thing. It's also quite challenging when you have everything else going on around about you. But on the day, oh, I think just talking to us and finding out what you want to do, making sure we all work to make it the best. I understand that they've spent squads of money on having brilliant photographs and videos and I'm just part of a bigger picture. Mm. And that's cool. And that's the best bit. Oh, so you make us look good. <laughs> so if I get on well with you guys, then I get the pictures where I'm looking better <laughs> than I've I do. i never thought of it like yeah. that, yeah, that's yeah. it. Yeah, that's a good point. Although, to be, is there any grace? It, like, can we make anyone look graceful being pelted with the rain and the wind? No. No. In somewhere like Glencoe? I, no, I don't or, think you can. You know? I think you can. Uh, neither can you make anyone look graceful when they're talking. Because we all look like trolls when we're talking. This neck problem, I don't know what that is. But yeah, you can do your best. That's all. And the best part about, I think, what we do is if I work with people who love weddings as much as I do, I know it's going to be a good day. Because we all have the same goal. I think for too long, ceremonies have been seen as the boring bit. You know, it's just get out of the way. Yeah. You know, so it's, oh, I've got to go to whatever. I've got to sit through it. But it's all right, because the party's next. I actually want to send people out going, yes! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and they're all ready for a party. And you yeah. can hear it. You can hear the noise levels in the room when the wedding's finished. And mm. people come up and say how fab they are. Yeah. But for a sort of logistical point of view, just make it easy, that's all. Mm-hmm. Don't make me fall over you done that before not you guys <laughs> I was like I don't remember pushing you over no I, what? No, somebody did once that didn't go down so well. was that were they just too close behind you and you didn't know they or? were lying on the floor during a ceremony during the ceremony taking photographs wow. and I don't know what they were doing but I stepped back and I didn't know they were there and rather than just go excuse me they <laughs> pushed my calves and sent me flying forward into the father of the groom Ooh. wow yeah that was an, a moment to treasure <laughs> That so was one top, of those days. Top tip for yeah, us don't is push don't the lie down and push you. <laughs> yeah, no, no pushing this elephants. Wow. Yeah. No, that was a one-off though. I've never had that since. Maybe that'll become a thing. Maybe. Maybe we'll just push Claire. <laughs> See how far we can get her to go. But like a wee chart on your wall. Third row. <laughs> what could we do to make your life easier? Yeah, pockets. Pockets. <laughs> pockets. the pockets. No. Yeah. Uh, don't. Don't. Don't don't mind us if we if we put a recorder on you, even if it's I know it's mega inconvenient. But that's that's one of the funny things that I know we've talked about before is where do you make a woman humanist? Yes, we don't have pockets <laughs> generally, yeah. and I'm not going to wear a jacket because I get so just hot. Get more dresses <laughs> with pockets. Yeah, yeah, or get those wee clip on mics. Yeah, yeah, they're mm-hmm. they're good mm-hmm. too. I mm-hmm. like them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, they're good. Not so good in the wind. No. But, um, yeah, yeah. They've they've became those little Sony recorders that we've talked about before. They've become quite popular because mm-hmm. they can clip on easy. Mm. Um, 
but yeah, sometimes we need to get the safety pins out to the yes. back of the dress. Oh, I don't even bother with safety <laughs> pins. I've had mic packs rammed where mic packs don't need to be rammed. And it's fine because they stay with that apart from once where they didn't. And oh. it just looked like I was very slowly giving birth. In, it's true, I know in my <laughs> tights. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it wasn't yeah. good. Yeah. It wasn't uh, good. Yeah. Well, we, we, we started making films like eight years ago, but we never decided to do that. No. The whole the whole uh leg strap. No. No. And then some people would make brides and do that. Mm-hmm. And then I mean That's an y- interesting y- way to do it. Leg strap on the on the leg, audio recorder, and then the the wire all the way up to the the chest and then the mic would sit there. I'm like, No. No bride would recommend you after that move. That's quite an intimate That's, way yeah. to record it, something. It, it is. <laughs> it is. Um if that was what you were aiming to do and not just be creepy? Well, as video guys, we're already designated that title of the <laughs> creepy video guy. You know what I mean? Creepy video guy. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah. Is that your preference? Is that if they're going to make you just one of these yeah, quick and easy clip, clips yeah. that just... A clip-on mic is fab. Yeah. Just mm. because, I mean, I, do, I wear dresses that don't have pockets and I don't wear suit trousers because I'm very tall and have very short blonde hair. And I look kind of mannish in a suit. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, I don't need that. So I will wear a dress with no pockets. Mm-hmm. Just to annoy you, actually. <laughs> <laughs> there are loads of dresses with pockets. Just don't I wear it. I need it. I need it on purpose. <laughs> so, see, when I go to makeup, I celebrate, and they, they're like, oh, I've actually got pockets in this dress. I'm like, oh my goodness. Yeah. It's amazing. <laughs> it's uh, these little things that would be so much easier if we had equality of pockets. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We don't. <laughs> Yeah, rubbish pockets. I heard that's like a. It's a thing. It is a thing is in a the fa- fashion industry. Yeah, yeah. Mm. but then, but then, no one can explain kilts and how men don't like a big. Well, women have clutches. I was going to say funny pocket, and that's just <gasps> not what I wanted to say. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to say sporing. That's what I meant. Well, we're given a knife when we wear kilts. A little plastic yeah. knife. Uh, oh no, mine's real. Excuse yeah. me, I'm a real man. I think. It all comes back to communication, yeah. mm-hmm. which yeah. you touched on, and we all, we always like you always learn from a mistake, and then you're like, "Oh, I should have asked." Will this happen? Like there was one humanist ceremony where they got everybody to stand for the vows. Oh, you can't see what's going which on, which we weren't told about, and it doesn't yeah. normally happen. So that was something that now, whenever I meet a celebrant in the morning, I'm like, "Oh, is, do you get them to stand at any point?" Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think yeah. it all comes back to communication. In fact, that that also reminds me: be be aware mm-hmm. of where the video team are. Uh, photographers generally don't have a lot of kit; they can move around pretty yeah. freely. Sometimes, if there's a venue and we literally can only go one place and we can't move, and it's obviously you don't get the people to stand up. But if anyone out there is listening, if you get the people to stand up, you can't see a thing. We can't see and we can't move. So, yeah, just because because there was one instant where I can't remember, it might have been a civil I can't remember, but it was, it was a she, good few years ago. So she, it she was been. she caught my eye, and she was about to ask everyone to stand up, but she was she obviously clocked that we couldn't move, so she asked everyone to stay sitting. Got you um, against her notes, and uh, yeah, she said that at the end. She was like, "I saw you couldn't move," and I was like, "You know what? Thank you very much because." We would have been absolutely scuppered. 
because we have rather small rooms in Scotland to We do, shoot. and we shoehorn so many people into them sometimes. So many. Yeah. So many people. <laughs> it's so hot. Yeah, I, yeah, right. They never tell you that when you go into wedding training, just how yeah. hot it's going to get inside these places. Mm. Anything else? Uh, anything else that we do? We always talk. We're very open-minded. I would, if you're doing an elopement or doing a wedding, be very open to suggestions from... Um, Oh, elopements. The only thing I get struggle with elopements is where to stand. Yeah. I never know where to go. Yeah. So this is an interesting one. This is... I'm referring back to a wedding that we did where... Was it a humanist society? It was, in fact. Uh, Bell... Bell Burney. Bell Burney? Right. And I can't remember who it was. Bald guy with the beard. Gary. It might have been. I can't remember. Gorgeous And Gary. he was like, right, I'm going to put the couple here because you'll get great light. And I was like, all right, cool, yeah. I didn't, I, I was at the back, wasn't thinking. We were too busy micing people up and it was a bit of a rush. And I, what I realised was he was facing them, facing the light, mm-hmm. but the window was over there and he had dragged them all into a dark corner, which is, it, it was fine. Like, we're very good to roll with punches, but um, if you're given a ceremony, it might be a good idea to, again, the communication Mm-hmm. Very important. Um, and I think with elopements, where to stand, be- because as you say, it's just a small group of you. It's quite flexible. So mm. some photographers want the celebrant in ah, there because they're part of the story to make yeah. it a sort yeah. of to make it a three sort of thing. And they're, and they're not mm. just standing on a hillside. Yeah, yeah. But no. then there is the other photographers who are like, no, I want it. I want just a shot of them two on their own reading their vows. So yeah. Oh, again, I suppose it's balance, it's isn't flexible. it? Because yeah. you, you want to be part of the ceremony, but I hate being in the shots all the time because <laughs> it just feels so intrusive, especially in a little setting like that yeah. when you've yeah. just... Yeah, it feels weird. But you're part of it. You're, I know I'm part you know? of it, but they're a bigger part of it. I suppose I just True. have to be a bit more comfortable about moving from one to the other. Mm. Yeah. yeah. From a video point of view, because you're conducting the ceremony, mm-hmm. you're speaking a lot, so... We usually, even if you're off to the side and it's the couple on their own, we usually have a shot on you, as you've seen from the ones we've worked on. Uh-huh. Yeah. Because if we're delivering the full ceremony, it would be weird to hear your voice for mm-hmm. ages and not know who's speaking. <laughs> this mm-hmm. random so. voice coming down from wherever. <laughs> the yeah. irony, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, from a video point of view, we always film you, whether it's with the couple or off to the side. Hmm. Yeah. yeah, and if you're a, if you're a single shooter for a film, be aware of that because obviously you're probably going to want to get all three people in the shot mm-hmm. if you've only got one camera. Um, so yeah, I quite like it when I get the mics put on for elopements because I I have to wear them for ages. Like while we're waiting on people to arrive, and the amount of nonsense you can come out with, and it backfired horribly about oh, yeah. three weeks ago. You went, the, Joe Donaldson you went to the toilet, didn't you? No, no, God, no, no. God, that's my nightmare. <laughs> um, I was out with Joe Donaldson and Liam and Liam came across and put a mic on me and I was like, all right, that's fine. And I was singing songs down it and I was telling rude jokes and I was telling them, it was so wet that day that yeah. the water was pouring down my face and my nose was running and I was like, there's snorters everywhere. <laughs> and then I went to give him the mics back and he went, oh no, these aren't mine. And they were the grooms. Oh, like, oh, oh my no. God. <laughs> Oh no! And I, That's interesting. Did you instantly start racking your brain. Oh, I was I thinking, what have I strange? said? You know, yeah. have I said anything really cheeky? Which isn't 
unlike me it must be said mm. i know you don't always listen to the first part of the video stuff however i like to think that sometimes <laughs> you do and then might go nugget in there we're not going to listen to it because usually there's quite a lot of audio mm-hmm. but if someone says yeah oh my god you're not going to listen to that yeah we say we're not but now because you've said that we are of course going to listen to it well thankfully liam very kindly took the mics and dealt with it do you want to talk about your process mm-hmm. like how and why you do the ceremony structure that you do sure well first of all when you're a humanist celebrant it's a lot like a big iceberg there's this very lovely bit in the top and then underneath it is all the admin that's right. what's <laughs> underneath that lovely shiny bit where you're in front of people making it look easy mm. and i think that's part of the keys you have to make it look easy and because of that people think it is easy and it's really not there's a lot of getting to know people there's a mm. lot of talking to folk and when we pull the ceremony together we've spoken to them we've met them twice maybe three times we've got all the framework for their wedding what they want to have in it their readings their music live music brings so much to a wedding Mm. that you know if that can be in there that's tremendous and then I go away and I set them this homework to do and the homework's just a list of questions about each other and it's not like what's his favourite colour or you know what size shoes has he got it's not that it's like how did you get together Mm. tell me what you thought when you first saw her Um, what are your hopes for your future together what do you love most about her Mm -hmm. Now, some of my colleagues go down the route of uh, three things you love about each other. I keep it really vague. I just send me everything. Send me all. If I can't use all, that's <laughs> fine. But I will take as much as I can get. And yeah. I am not frightened to send it back and say, your homework shit, do it again. <laughs> because sometimes it is. Yeah. Because right. sometimes boys can't find the words. But give them a bit of pressure. And they mm. almost inevitably come up with something that's going to make people cry. And yeah. that's nice. Yeah. I'm sure a lot of that comes from the sort of questions that you've asked because if someone said to me write down your feelings (laughs) i'd be like i don't know i can't can't write that but if there was questions then you're sort of guided a bit Uh more and also i'm sort of i've formed a relationship with that couple by that point they know me they've picked me for a reason they know that it's not going to be dead stuffy and formal it's going to be quite relaxed it's going to be fun um, they might get the piss ripped out of them a little bit, and that's <laughs> fine. I might ruin a best man's speech. I have done that before. Yeah, oh. I don't care. I'm not there well, for that. To be fair, so does Greg. No, oh, Greg. <laughs> On one of our last weddings, I <laughs> uh, it was only supposed to be the couple saying mm-hmm. like thanks for coming, like just a small intimate wedding, and they were just going to say thanks. But then I went to make up the groom. That's good. Went to pop one of the audio recorders on the bride because she was going to say something. And she was like, oh, my dad's going to say something. And I think uh, Scott, the best man, wants no. to as well. I was like, all right, okay, cool. I've got audio recorders. I'll get them. Don't worry. So I went and got her dad. And then the best man was chatting to the groom and somebody else. And I went over and I was like, oh, hey, Scott, can I just pop this mic on you to get your speech? And the groom was like, he's not doing a speech. Oh, no. And the best man just went, I might do one. Oh, <laughs> and I just wanted the ground to swallow me up there. Oh, I was no. like, did I just ruin a surprise? Yeah, <laughs> It's so easy done. Yeah. Because you're never necessarily yeah. in on the, like, yeah. the secret. A, a, a wedding of 12 people, I think. 15, oh, and 12, the funny thing, thing is, kept, like, they kept on looking over and referencing that mistake. Yeah. And I had Even been during the, the groom preps and it was just the groom and his best man and me. So I'd struck up a relationship oh, no. with those two. And I was like, oh, if only he'd have said, by the way, Greg, 
I'm going to do a speech later on, but they don't know. Oh, goodness. But obviously he wouldn't have thought of that either. So it was it was funny. Oh, man. <laughs> yes. So you've ruined a speech. Yeah, I've ruined speeches. But yeah, the homework's good. And yeah. sometimes that creates a ceremony almost of its own making. I just, mm. I form it into a story. That's all I do. And other times it's a wee bit harder work. But we always get there in the end. There's always balance. We work really hard to have things flow properly. And there's a skill in that as well, that you're not just going, and now we're stopping for a reading. It <laughs> yes. has nothing to do with what we're talking about. We're just going to stop and someone's going to read. Today is a day we'll always remember. <laughs> Finest of anyone's life. Or <laughs> they will do some other reading and it's just drops in. So yeah, I formed the ceremony. That bit can take quite a while. Mm-hmm. You know what it's like though. When you're self-employed, you're distracted by other things too. Absolutely. YouTube, be, yeah, Netflix. Children. I was going to say, but you know, wherever your priorities lie. Yeah. 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 Mm. yeah. I should have said my kids first. (laughs) My wife. Oh my God. But it's a very rewarding job. It's not, I don't think it's as easy as people think it is though. No, I don't, I get the impression that there's this grandeur to being a wedding supplier that people outside the wedding industry think like, Oh, Oh, you're, Oh, you're a photographer. Oh, Mm. there's, there's money in that. Yeah, I'm but like, you can well, only do so many. Yeah, so you can really only kind... Well, unless... Yeah, so a lot of weekends are given up. Mm-hmm. Your social life goes out the window. I don't mean to bring down the tone of this conversation, but being self-employed can be really difficult. So reality of working in the, in the wedding industry is there's a lot of sacrifice. You do kind of need to love being in this industry. You do. You to, actually have to, to love to work. do it well. I yeah. think you have to really love weddings yeah. and the... All the stuff that goes round about it. Yeah. Well. I, well. So. You, so you mentioned. Yeah. Obviously, we've talked about elopements, and then what, what would you call the other type of ceremony? Indoor ceremonies, traditional it's a wedding, just just a normal yeah, wedding I would say, ceremony. Yeah, elopements. I tend to not call them weddings at all. They they become an elopement. It's a different thing. Yeah. A really different feel to elopements, and you guys will know that as well. Yeah. Oh yeah. There's a lot more work actually than you think as well from your perspective. I would imagine. Yeah. Uh, it's definitely more work because we need to make sure that you know there's like locations to go to and mm-hmm. that the couple are wanting to go to these locations and you know if there's a hike then we're yeah. going to be going for a hike with all of our and camera equipment often, and mm-hmm. in the build up to it usually there's not much for us to do like we get to know our couples and stuff but apart from that it's just get ourselves ready but with elopements quite often you essentially become a wedding planner ah cuz Likes of with Olivia and Preston, they asked us where they where they should do the ceremony. It's mm, like, that's oh, it. that's a lot of pressure. Oh, uh-huh. where are you going to get married? And then you're the witnesses as well. Yeah, sometimes, exactly. yeah. which is a big responsibility. That was yeah. nice having that responsibility mm. to to sign. Yeah, yeah. So there is there's a lot more work, but they always look awesome. Yeah, and the payoff the payoff is pretty good, isn't it? Yeah, that, and you create mm. an even more sort of closer relationship with them as well. Because you are like the only ones there with them. Mm. And cool. I think from a professional point of view that we share that little day as well. It becomes a yeah. wedding that we remember and we talk yeah. about. And it's, <laughs> you know, it's a special thing. Victoria and Chris is a prime example of that because they just won't go away. <laughs> <laughs> In the nicest way possible. Nicest Love way, you, Victoria yeah. and Chris. Love yeah. you. <laughs> well, yeah, it, it's nice to kind of make those relationships last. Because mm-hmm. when Chris, did Chris turn 30? 30? 30? 32, 31, yeah, 35? Was it his 30th? Was it his no. 30th? 
I think he's older than that. Actually, he had a birthday. He d- he's yeah. young at heart. He doesn't look older. I oh, he's a handsome young man. He's a vi- he's beautiful. <laughs> but yes, they came up. But yeah, they, they came up, again. and then we met them for a meal, yeah. and yeah, it was super nice. And yeah. I met them for coffee. Yeah, and prior to that, I met Neil Thomas Douglas to lend him a tenner because he'd run out of money. <laughs> so. Swings and roundabouts, folks. It has because yeah. people are always nicking his stuff, like the whiskey there. <gasps> That's why you need friends in the wedding industry, so as they can meet you to give you money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. On absolutely. days that other people were in the office. Doing normal jobs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> normal jobs. Ugh. What was your question about big weddings again? I can't remember what you said. Well, is there a difference? Um, oh, well, obviously, yeah. uh, apart from the glaring obvious difference. Yeah. Right. There's other like hundreds of guests, and you know, like from your point of view, is there anything different? Uh, I think elopements are a lot less predictable, you know, because you can turn up and you can suddenly be moving around a corner, or you're not standing where you thought you were, the rain's lashing down, or it's blazing hot sunshine, and they last longer because they never start on time because mm. there's no pressure because your guests aren't arriving on time. Um, you but the the feeling of them is very different. It's more like a conversation with an elopement because you're only talking in amongst a very small group of people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's not that same pressure for me to perform and to make people laugh and to do all the things that I'm doing a big wedding. And that's quite a relief sometimes just to have that chat and be part of it. That said, there is no better feeling than though you've rocked a massive wedding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you leave and you're just mm. totally buzzing and you've got that decompression in the car where you're like, oh, Everyone else is going to a party. <laughs> I'm going to go home and clean my bathroom. <laughs> it's <laughs> but, not the same. But you're the rock star, though. Uh, you know, you, you're the person who leaves, and everyone's like, "Shit, where'd they go?" I know. Oh my god, I've had people chant, "Ditch the car, ditch the car," and you're like, "You don't know how tempted I am." But then I'd just be the drunken humanist in the corner. Yeah, that you'd be like, "Oh, I don't know what to say to her anymore. She's done my wedding, and she's still here. It's three days later." <laughs> She's like, she smells funny. <laughs> so. Yeah, I can, I can imagine you getting in that state for some reason. Oh, no, but I never stay after weddings <laughs> for that very reason because I think I would be too giddy and excited. Yeah. And I would just worm my way onto the top table and just generally be a complete arsehole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I think Greg and I would generally be the same as, as that if we were staying over, but there's too much to shoot. Mm. Everything happens at that very specific moment. You know, there's like group shots and details are getting put out and yeah, I got to get ready for speeches. And How long yeah. do you guys stay then? Do you stay right till the bitter end? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. well, the first few dances, but usually yeah. it ends up being sort of when the buffet comes out, if there's like the band take a break and there's a buffet. Mm. So quite late. Burst at the sausage rolls. Yeah, that's, so that's mainly why. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Sometimes we'll leave early if there's already a sweetie table out. Oh. And I've demolished it, clearly. So, because I'm I the take first, a I'm big always bag the first. If I know there's a sweet I'm, table, I'm always the first at the sweet table. You know, like, I'm always. all about, oh, yeah, it's, it's not the little things. It's not these things you spend all the money on. It's not the favours. It's not the seat covers. It is the sweet tables. It is the sweet tables. They're yeah. everything to me. Mm-hmm. I love them. Yeah. yeah. Um, I know. Not the Ferrero Rocher hearts, can I be doing with them? Because they notice when they're missing. <laughs> ah. <laughs> but like a big, massive table full of pick and mix. Yeah. <sighs> Easy pickings. What's your favourite pick and mix? Oh, I like raspberry ruffles if they've gone all out and they've got like a big jar of raspberry ruffles. They won't have a jar raspberry by the ruffles. end of the ceremony because they'll all be in my bag. <laughs> <laughs> but I like an old fashioned like tablet 
macaroon. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. Keeps you going on the way home. Yeah, yeah. no, totally. Well, thanks for coming on. Thank and being you our for first having guest. me. Yes, thank you very much. Thanks, sorry about, sorry about the, fire, the fire alarm. No, no, just added to the excitement. Absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> thanks for the coffee. Oh, yes, you're right. It was really tasty, even sorry though we didn't we have any milk. Yeah, sorry about that. Yeah. We did have coconut milk. Coconut milk isn't milk. Well, thank you for our dinosaur. Would you like to give him a name? Cause, or did, had you given him a name? I don't, I, I don't mean Diplodocus. In honour of one of our shared friends, I was going to call it Nelly the Dinosaur. Nelly. the NTD. Like our Nelly the Dinosaur, that is mm. brilliant. Nelly the Dinosaur. Cool. Do we need to water this? What's the, what's the rule? Well, yes, generally it's accepted that watering plants is a good idea. <laughs> but if you just keep an eye on it and watch when it goes a little limp, Cool. Show it some love. There's a good mantra. <laughs> <laughs> what a great way to end the show there. And on that note, we'll wrap things up. <laughs> yes. You've been listening to Perspective, a podcast for wedding creatives. If you've enjoyed the show, we would really appreciate it if you share it with a friend or subscribe on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. But until next time, enjoy your life. I can speak about flowers for days. Like, I love it. Mm. Go on then. No. <laughs> Help me out, wee dinosaur. Oh, what kind of flower is that then? Oh, that's not a flower. That's a plant. It is indeed. Go on, get it, get it right. Um, is it weird that... Is he eating the, the plant that's on his back? I think that would make Because him... he's a herbivore. You say so? He's, you don't know your dinosaurs. Bloody hell. Who have we got in today? can't believe it. I don't know, because in my days, that would have been a diplodocus. I would say that's a diplo... But they don't exist. They're not a real dinosaur. Shut up. No, they're not. They're called something like... Else. What? I can't remember. We need something like a five. No, they're not. The real name. No such thing as a diplodocus. Oh, God, have I just made that up? Oh, God, that's going to be embarrassing, isn't it? <laughs> Tom or Susie, can you look up if there's such a thing as a diplodocus dinosaur? They're in Jurassic Park, the first one. Come on. No, he's not called a Diplodocus that in that, though. He's called like a Brontosaurus or something. Oh, it's like Outlander, isn't it? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Love Outlander. Have I been teaching my son the wrong... Yeah, but they've not renamed it. Oh, um... They've not discovered it was like more than one dinosaur added together or something. Oh. oh God, maybe I dreamt it. That happens all the time, by the way. I dream stuff and think it's real. <laughs> I do remember a story about that. They did confuse a dinosaur because it had two sets of bones because I think the legs were different because mm. it couldn't... It's easy to confuse a dinosaur, she says, sat here knowingly. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. If only we could ask God why, uh, why you put them here. Oh yeah, because he's big on the dinosaurs and the evolution thing. That's <laughs> <laughs> that goes well. Oh god. There's two types of Diplodocus. One's orange oh, and one's he's green. He's on the CBB site again, isn't he? <laughs> well, this one's the green one right here on the table. I feel like I want to take a picture of it so just so we can put it on the comment section. You mean the show notes? The show notes, yeah. We'll, we'll do that. We'll do, oh. Sorry? I want to do it now. Carnegie. Carnegie? Oh. That's a place. It's a Scottish man. It's a Scottish It's a Scottish dinosaur. That's where the hall came from. It was his house. Carnegie the who? Ho- Carnegie Hall. The who? The hall? Well, the hall <laughs> You're talking about a person, Mr. Hall. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, what on earth? It's all this uh, 
fire smoke going to my face. Are you short on oxygen? (laughs) (laughs) Going to your face. (laughs) Oh my God. Just go to your face. 